Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Do you ever get a little down in life? Do you dream of that buff body but can't be bothered to actually do the work? Of course you do. We all hate ourselves a little bit. 30 minutes from now, you'll feel so comparatively intelligent, cultured, and generally superior that you'll wonder why you ever worried at all. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Flats and Shanks. Hello, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of our very own podcast. I'm David Flatman. I'm Tom Shanklin. All right, Tom. All right, David. How are you? Good. Well, I know how you are, but people at home don't know how you are. I'm actually really good, mate. We've had a good, we've had a good day mm. filming. Done a little bit of filming with Andy Powell for BBC Video Online. Mm. Um, so I've got he, a good buzz from that at the moment. He was incredibly funny. It was a very small cameo role, which yeah. took quite a long time to film because it was just so funny. Yeah, so you guys can see it online. Maybe not quite today, but maybe tomorrow. Um, and... Yeah, long story short, we got Andy Powell of Golf Buggy fame on a golf buggy and he pulls up to my car and knocks on the window and as soon as he did it, I was just in bits and I couldn't look at him without laughing and everything he does is funny, so... It was a ten-minute, not ten-minute, ten-second take, basically, which took ten minutes. Yeah, and it was... And then he drove off on the golf buggy, but he can't just drive off without being funny, so he does a donut in the golf buggy and he... Just ruining this golf club. Just hilarious. It was genuinely grass, hilarious. Yeah. Wheels spinning off the grass. I don't know what the video will look like, but it was very, very funny. So it was what funny you been to up, us, anyway. What you been up to, mate? Quite quite a week, mate. Oh, no well Six done. Nations games going on. A little yeah. bit of work. Um, I've also... I also went and watched the Blues play Treviso, mm. covering that game. Cuthbert did all right, didn't he? He did all right, yeah. He did, he did pretty well. I'm really fair. happy to see him play well. Apparently, the word goes, word is that he called his uh, blues coach, um, Danny Wilson. Wilson. He did. Called him straight away. Please, said, I want to play, I want to play. I want to play. He wants to get himself back on the horse, which is quite yeah. ironic, really, is because that was his first love and first sport. Was it? Horse riding. Ah. Yeah, took up rugby later on in life. Ah, OK. Yeah. Loved, loved the horses. There you go. Jim Carners, the Interesting, lot. isn't it? Yeah. So he's, um, yeah, he, he did well. So he had, a, he had a good game. It, I mean, we'll get into a little bit of detail later on, mate. Yeah, I mean, okay, this, mate. Is, this is just the intro. Okay, mate. Let's not jump the gun too Okay, much. mate. What have you been up to? I know you're dying for me to ask. 
Uh, no, not not a crazy week last week, but I I did I went to the Savoy on Thursday night because uh, that's just that's just, I keep I always keep a suite at the Savoy. I keep a suite there year round. Um, no, I don't. So I didn't even stay there. Stayed down the road. But I went to the Savoy to host the Wasps quinquennial dinner to celebrate their sesquicentenary. Now I saw that because I follow you on Twitter and I saw a lot of pictures being tweeted by the likes of Peter Scrivener. Yeah. And the likes of Peter Scrivener, and that was it. Yes, um, uh, but it looked really good. Um, I've I've deliberately I've worked really hard on remembering the two words quinquennial and sesquicentennial, and you haven't Is that Latin, and you haven't asked me what either of them means. I may use a lot of words I don't know the meaning of, but I'll just <laughs> go with it. Quinquennial is when you have a dinner every five years, like annual, biannual, quinquennial. And sesquicentennial is celebrating the 150th anniversary of something. Okay? Is it Latin? Um, I think it's German. No, I think it's Latin. You think or you know? I think. Well, I don't use words that I don't know. I know what they mean. Oh, you don't know the origins? Yeah, of. That's balls. That's not. You wouldn't know the origins. All right, what's the origin of the word the? What language did that come from originally? Hebrew. (laughs) <laughs> See, you haven't got a clue, mate. You haven't got a clue, mate. Do you? Uh, no, but I didn't say I did. That's the point. English. Anyway, so the Waspies dinner, and it was in... Had I hosted that dinner four or five years ago, it would have been genuinely brutal, because it was carnage. I mean... Who are the Waspies legends were there, boy? OK, so Big Lol, um, Paul Volley, Alex King... Nice. Will Green, Scrivener, Mark Denny, Fraser Waters, Josh Lucy... Ah, oh, Rob um, Andrew. Rob Andrew, Dean Ryan... Um, I mean, if you think of one, Simon Shaw couldn't come, actually, unusually, but he would normally have been there. Damien Cronin. Rob Henderson. Rob Henderson was there, loose. Paul Sackey. Uh, Sax wasn't there. Kenny Logan was there. Lenny Kogan, he was there. Gabby. Uh, Chris Wright. Gabby wasn't there, unfortunately. Prefer her, prefer her Much prefer there. her, yeah. yeah. Um, Kenny st- stormed the stage and stole all my notes, obviously. Um, it was... It was just carnage in there, and you wouldn't want to MC it, except I loved it, because it's just, you know, people, you get up on the stage to talk, talk about stuff, and no-one wants to listen to you, because they are smashed. There was a food fight at 8.30. I suppose you know. it's a catch-up for those boys as well. Oh, that's all it is, yeah. Andy Gomesol? Gomes, no, wasn't there, was somewhere okay. else. Um, but it was just... Matt Dawson? No, you're just naming people that weren't there now, but it makes it sound like nobody was there, but it was actually brilliant. Okay. It's, it's professional and amateur era, isn't it? Amateur club. It's, yeah, yeah. It's, amateur club is brilliant. Really, really good dinner, really good fun. And Dave Trick, who is the Bath Rugby president and thereby a mate of mine. I know him well, yeah. Experienced after-dinner speaker. Yep. He, I sat with him and he was on last of all and it was a packed schedule of this dinner and it was so loose. Everyone was so pissed and loud and leery. I just looked at him and said, are there any environments that are worse than this to be a guest speaker and going on at 11 o'clock or 11.15 in the end? And he said, No been doing it 50 or 40 years no there are not really this is as hard as it gets he was I mean did he Jimmy nail it I, Jimmy nailed it I say this to you now please do I can't remember an after dinner speech that held a room that well and went that well it was an absolute masterclass better than me you, no okay. except you yeah it was an absolute masterclass he, and he's it made a, the night he's an incredibly funny bloke mate he tells oh, a great yeah. story about I'm sure he's probably the only person to smoke a cigarette during an international game. Oh, it, and have a can of beer. Yeah. Can of beer and a cigarette on the touchline. Was of it Kickenham. his brother was watching? Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. 
and it's a true story. So yeah, I spoke to him is. afterwards and said, you know, they all say it's true. Is it true? He said, yeah, it's absolutely true. Playing for England under 18s, I think, or something. And it was so foggy that his brother and his mate were standing having a pint at Twickenham and didn't realise they were on the pitch <laughs> having a cigarette. And Brilliant. they said, hey, tricky boy. What, uh, what are you up to this weekend, mate? This weekend, old chap. I'm going, oh, by the way, I went to Sail on Sunday. Sail ITV Sharks. ITV And when they, beat, one highlights. they beat Wasps. Wasps. ITV nine highlights and um, one's better. Really good game, but that doesn't that doesn't sort of make it okay that it took me uh, three and a half hours to get there and five and a half hours to get home. Oh, why? And I've, I haven't been to Sale in the last two seasons where it's taken me less than five hours to get home. It's just a hellish place to get out of. And I'm glad I'm happy for Sale that they won, but I resent I resent that journey. So contractually, we have to go to every club once and. Yeah. I think we've been now been to Sale twice and we have not yet been to Bath, which is eight minutes from my house. So it's starting to piss me off a little bit. I'm now thinking it's a running joke. Yeah, so this weekend, what are you doing? Uh, this weekend... Um, Closer? I'm North, Northampton against... Oh, I want to say Worcester Warriors, because uh, I think it is them, on Saturday with ITV. And then on Sunday, yeah, commentating on England-Italy, which would be really cool. Brilliant. And I'm going into the green room, which is Lawrence and Tins' is, um corporate suite before and after the match for a bit of food and a uh, couple, a couple of mineral waters and Mark Durden-Smith hosts it who is and just charity loose, talk yeah who's just loose and just charity talk yeah more charity work you're going to Murrayfield I think are you not yes I am going up on the Friday morning up yeah. on the plane just supporting didn't the fancy, boys didn't yeah didn't fancy walking super, <laughs> super super fan is it yeah didn't fancy job yeah no going up to see the boys aren't I mad taff uh, balls can't wait are you not getting paid for corporate then I might do a little right, bit. Right, okay. If, yeah. if it crosses my path, I might do a little bit. Yeah, okay. Silver crosses my palm. Yeah, it sounds tough, doesn't it? Do you know what I've got to do after the game finishes? Go back to the corporate suite, get out of Twickenham about seven. I've got to drive to Dartmouth in Devon on Sunday night. That's going to be really? a solid four or five hours. I think hour I'm job. doing a wooden spoon dinner on the uh, lunch on the Friday afternoon and then heading over on the Saturday. You just love charity, don't you? To watch. But you're the sort of guy that will forego your fee for the wooden spoon. You'll give it back. You'll say no fee, heading won't over you? Heading over to Murrayfield, then at 11 o'clock, 11 till 5 my working hours, doing some stuff with Nicky Walker. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Osprey's winger. Yeah, Ex-Osprey's winger. Yeah. OK. Son to Murray. Yeah. 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 Brother of Nigel. Yeah, stepbrother of Galenica. Oh, no, that's a different thing, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so, looking forward to that, mate. Yeah, but you have a great time, mate, weren't you? Super Massive fan. game. Yeah. Massive Oh, huge, yeah. 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 So, anyway, mate, what's on today's podcast? Well... We are at the Vale Training Centre, the Welsh... Is that what you it's call the, it, the Welsh uh, place? It's called the Vale Resort, mate, in... Yeah. Um, the Vale of Glamorgan. In the Vale of Glamorgan. And it is... We are in the, the boardroom. It's the, tra- the training base for the Welsh team. Yeah, we are in the boardroom just off reception, which is very nice. And uh, when you popped out for Wee Wee's just now, I did find some stem ginger biscuits in the corner, knocked a couple of packs you off. Sniffed them out, didn't you? But there's yeah. a reason why we're here, David. Tell them. Tell them. We are. We will be interviewing Warren Gatlin later on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. About all things Lions. And just so you know, he is going to reveal his starting team and his captain. That is um, that is almost uh, almost one hundred percent guaranteed. We're not sure yet, but we're hoping we can announce the Lions squad live on this podcast. Yeah. Um, he. I know he wants it to work that way. It's just sponsors and you know. It's, it's Land Rover suits, isn't it? 
yeah, standard life. Uh, so, yeah, looking forward to talking to Warren Gatland. And we're going to talk about some stuff. We've we'll about some stuff. I mean, we've got so many questions this week. We're going to, if we can, we're going to try and get through a couple more. How can they get in contact with this boy? Email contact at flatsandshanks.com, Twitter at flatsandshanks, Facebook flats and shanks. Make sure, you know, if you download on iTunes, review us, give us five stars, nothing less. That's the bare minimum. Yeah, it's like, why, why would you, if you log on, if you log on and don't give us five stars, you log on to say something more negative than five stars, you're effectively an internet troll, all right? Are you happy being an internet troll? No. So why don't you go on? Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm going to say nice things, yeah? So here we are at the Vale Training Resort. Um, Warren Gatlin, head coach of the British and Irish Lions, has been here watching a Welsh session in absolutely horrible weather conditions, but probably quite like New Zealand, so probably quite handy for you to watch that. But anyway, we are in the glorious Vale Resort boardroom with Warren Gatlin. Gats, welcome. Thanks, lads. You know, it's, uh, it was a bit windy out there. I stayed and tried to stay in under the uh, undercover for as much as possible, but... Conditions weren't great, but yeah, I, noticed, uh, I noticed you were dry as a bone when you walked in talking um, about how wet it was. That's Mike Ruddock tactics. That's what he used to do when he was coach. <laughs> just stay in the car, <laughs> just in the car on the touchline, <laughs> just shout, shout instructions yeah. out the window. Yeah, I'm just an observer at the moment. So I got yeah on that. It's it's kind of I guess it's interesting for us because we know you're uh, the head coach of British and Irish Lions, but and you'd assume that makes it a really busy year this year in particular leading into the tour. But is it is it really busy and kind of almost? Why is it busy? What are you up to? And what are your, what are your weeks look like these days? Yeah, I mean, I think people would be amazed that the stuff that's keeping me busy at the moment is looking after all the sponsors, really. I mean, mm. you sign up um, QBE, Standard Life Investments, obviously the main sponsor, Canterbury, Land Rover, a uh, number of smaller sponsors. And so the week's kind of covered... Um, you know, a, n- a number of days in the week, sort of looking after the commitments that we've got to them and uh, the lines have got to them, where they've given me so many days. And then, 
you know, one of the other things which I think is a great idea is that we've committed to one charity in each of the home nations. So that's four mm. charities, and we've committed to three days for each of the charities. So that's 12 days of my time as well. So, you know, the stuff at the moment's been you know, incredibly busy during the week, and then you're trying to watch a little bit of rugby and. Um, in terms of on the laptops going over games and then in the weekends um, at the moment um, watching games in the weekend so next week or this weekend I'll be up in Edinburgh watching Scotland and Wales and then down to London on the Sunday uh, England and Italy so, so pretty is, busy really Is it just the Six Nations games you're watching or are you watching a lot of club rugby as well? Um, watching a bit of the club rugby on TV at the moment which is a um, and um, you know just recording them or, or getting to see the analysts and, and getting the the games off them as well, so um, pretty much just the, the Six Nations at the moment, and then looking after the Six Nations, obviously there'll be a few important games to yeah. to have a look at before we start to really narrow down and finalise the squad. In terms of the Six Nations, how much contact are you having with the sort of Four Nations coaches? Are they ringing you or are you ringing them? No, well, I, th I think one of the things that um, decided to do is that I didn't want anyone, you know, whether it was myself or any, any anything from the Lions to be, um, say there was a distraction. So I've really left um, the other coaches pretty much their own devices and just say, look, your roles at the moment is to concentrate on the Six Nations, to really have that as your focus. We sat down with the announcement of the coaches and we sort of went through the autumn campaign and, and just went through all the, the, the four squads basically and uh, and kind of discussed the players, the ones that we thought were in contention, the ones that we thought were maybes, and others that we thought, you know, maybe weren't quite ready at, at this stage for the Lions. And, you know, we've done that. So the, the whole focus has really been on allowing them to do their, their jobs, which is important. And then, um, but I'm having an opportunity to, to go and to um, have a look and spend a day with the four teams. And I think that's, that's quite important. And, and, mm. I, and I re I'll tell you why it's important is because. One of the things that I found from 2013 is that you know, certain teams do operate things a bit differently, and I'll, and I'll give you an example of that, is that England and Wales are, are quite similar in the, in the way that they train. They'll have, um, say, say, double sessions on a Tuesday and Thursday where they do conditioning or, or weights and, and units and then do the rugby in the afternoon, where Ireland's a little bit different, where they might do their weights in the morning, <coughs> excuse me, weights in the morning and then you know, sort of one session in the afternoon where they'll incorporate their units in, in the session which is a little bit a little bit longer than mm. or train for a bit longer than mm. the other nation. Now what happened in 2013 is that when we tried to sort of you know do the couple of sessions and that and it's not that the, the Irish boys you know you know they're fit and everything but when you're not when you're not used to sort of doing two sessions a day sometimes mm. it, it's just a um, the body coping with the, the demands and you know, something that you're unfamiliar with. So, you know, we had to pull back a little bit in 2013. So going around and having a look and, and talking to the coaches about, you know, how they're running their week, what they're doing, what's the stress load, um, trying to trying to get a little bit of information about some GPS numbers and mm. the intensities of training, you know, the, the volume they're doing during the week. But, you know, that that, that information is, is, is powerful for me to make sure that, you know, when we go to New Zealand, we're trying to replicate stuff. We're not trying to overload certain mm. number of players because the thing with this is that uh, with two games in a week and, and trying to fit in trainings and, and the, the biggest challenge is trying to have days off you know how do you give players a little bit of a rest a bit of time off during a during a, a Lions series in New Zealand and so that's it's a it's a real managing act that we've just just you know trying to get everything right um, 
you know, from that aspect. And I guess the, the first job is picking the side, and we'll talk about that in a minute, the squad, but one of the major jobs we always think from the outside of the sort of management team of a British and Irish Lions set-up, is, touring party, is gelling those players together. So in your mind, is there one strategy that always worked or worked last time, so we'll do it again? Is it all about building rafts and crossing rivers and building teepees together? Is it all about sinking pints? Is it... Bow and arrow. Bow and arrow. Is that what you did? Yeah. Never did that. A bit of mud wrestling, that's what we did. Um, Private time. But um, is there there a system in your mind that works of bringing lads together? Mud wrestling, I haven't... Yeah, or olive oil. Depends what you've got to add. (laughs) That's Greco-Roman wrestling. It's a bath thing, mate. Yeah. Um... You're absolutely right. I mean, the the key to it that I've found and speaking to a a lot of ex-players and and coaches that have been involved is that, you know, trying to get things right off the field. If we can get things right off the field, you know, know, in a a coaching setup, you you can't keep every player happy and you're Mm. always going to have certain players that are going to be a little bit upset or disgruntled. They they feel like they haven't had an opportunity. But if you can get sort of that harmony as close as possible off the field. I think you've got a chance of getting things right on, on the field. And so, again, you know, that's we're looking at it. The, the, the preparation time that we've got is pretty limited. We've got a couple of four-day camps. We've got uh, four days here in Wales, I think, from the 14th of May, um, and then a, a camp the following week. But that'll be only with probably half the squad because mm. the players that are involved in the, the finals, the, the, yeah. the Premiership final, the Aviva final, they won't... Uh, being camp at all so the first time we're really together as a squad is we come together on the Sunday after the two finals we have a uh, a leaving dinner in London we fly to New Zealand on the Monday we arrive on the Wednesday and the first game's on the Saturday so oh, wow. that's that's the, the big thing you know how do I how do we put together and get a team together in two or three days or within the first couple of weeks so you know that that first game is that you know what we've decided to do. We're going. We're travelling out to Fongaray and on the Friday, um, the games on the Saturday, and then we go to um, Pie here on the on the Saturday night. And you know, I've just said, look, it's probably a good opportunity to to um, for the guys just to you know have a couple of quiet beers that night when we get up there. You know, it'll be reasonably late, and and then we've got a recovery day the next day on the Sunday. And so, look, spending some time together, I think it's always the best thing without being stupid, of course, and. Guys having a, a few points. I mean, we haven't got we haven't got time to do sort of that team building exercises, and, I, and, and most players have done that. That sort yeah, of thing. Yeah, to death. Yeah. yeah, and once you've done it two or three times, you know, you get bored of it, and it kind of it doesn't have the same appeal. And then, you know, it's cyclical in terms of, you know, if you, obviously with a team, if you didn't do it for four or five years, and you, you might throw that in as a pre-season thing to do with a team of, of players having experience, that's that sort of thing. So, yeah, yeah, I mean, that's that's a challenge for us. Is just how do we get things. How do we get those players together? And um, you know, the thing with I think guys rooming together, um, you know, mixing mixing the rooming lists up, guys trying to get to know each other as quickly as we possibly can, putting mm. putting committees together. Have you, have um, you thought about getting Andy Powell and Mike Phillips in <laughs> just pure, purely for morale? I mean, that you know, just get them on yeah, the front of the bus yeah. or in a room. Yeah, uh, I tell you, I tell you, that's and uh, for, you know, not not just talking about those two guys, but. One of the things that I'm seriously thinking about is, you know, getting the getting the right people on on board, and there might be mm. one or two players that you know have been around a bit, who have experienced, who are great uh, in a team environment. Talking about team. us, uh, exactly. This is this is your this is your um, your interviewing for. Uh... <laughs> I bloody knew it as well. I knew it. <laughs> yeah, 
you know, that the conversation with with them might be, look, probably at this stage, I don't see you as a as a test player, but you know, with injuries or if your form's good enough, um, you know, you, you might get an opportunity, but you could be incredibly vital to us as as, as part of bringing a group together. Yeah. Um, you know, helping with committees, you know, whatever the committees are, and if everyone's on a committee, and you know, those, those are music committees and um, laundry, laundry, fines committee, uh, entertainment, um, you know, whatever a, a senior player group. And you know, one of the things that we've got to do, which is kind of going to be challenging for the first um, week or so, is that we're looking at having a, a welcome, and whether that's in Pai here on the Sunday at, um, at Waitangi on the on the grounds there. So part of that is that, you know, we're probably, I'm looking to, and we want to do it properly, so we'll have someone hopefully respond in English, um, which, which is probably John Spencer, the manager. I'd like to get a Welsh speaker um, respond in, in, in Welsh, say if someone speaks Irish as well, mm. and maybe a Gaelic, you know, if there's any, anyone from Scotland who can speak that, I probably not going to be anyone from Scotland yeah. who can speak Glasgow. Gaelic. Glasgow, yeah. you can't understand that. <laughs> yeah, basically yeah. German, yeah. mate. Yeah. Yeah. But the issue is that every time you speak, you've got to sing, you've got to respond to a song. So probably the first <laughs> couple of weeks of the squad being together, you know, I'm going to put some songs together and we'll be having choir practice every night. And <laughs> and, and maybe that's part of, um, you know, bringing the squad together because, you know, we've got to do those things right. right. And I'm just, I've been trying to think, you know, it won't be my decision, it'll be the player's decision in terms of, you know, possibly what would, what could the songs be that we sing and so... Um, you know, maybe from from an English point of view, you could you know Jerusalem's probably is, is pretty pretty universal. It's a great song. Um, maybe Fields of Athen Rye from yeah. from an mm. Irish perspective. Um, Callan Land from from Wales. And you know, if you if you want a, a Welsh aspect to it, Scotland. I don't know. Maybe the Proclaimers. Like it's a good one. Or, yeah. <laughs> or, you, or you just make up a song like Clive Woodward did. Yeah, I don't, in 05. I, don't, I don't know if that'll go down <laughs> quite so well. So, um, you know, you could do Delilah or something. I don't know. Yeah. Um, but so you know, having a song represented from each of the four home nations that the players pick, that they're happy with, that we you know that we learn properly and that we you know can do in a. Um, and a pofiti in terms of a, a welcome, a mouldy welcome. The lion um, sleeps tonight could be a good one, <laughs> couldn't it? It's not a bad idea, yeah, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. amazing. Yeah. You, How does that go? I can't see it. No. <laughs> What's how's the uh... Watch the Lion King? <laughs> yeah, come on. We're singing. We're going to sing. Let's sing. A wumble wumble. Um, yeah. Just on terms of the, the Six Nations cats, do you do what we do and pick like a, a start in 15 after every game? Or No, I don't. No, you don't? No, I don't. No. I, um... So you don't pick a captain? <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I've seen a few starting 15. You know, teams, you know, everyone's got a team of the week, haven't they? And yeah. that, that, that kind of changes Our from, does all the time. from, from really week nauseam. to week. Um, and, I, and I find that stuff interesting. And I know the, uh, there's an app on um, the Lions website where um, I was with um, EY last week and uh, I was taking through, through the app and they were, they were showing me, said, this is the most popular starting 15 for the you know the tests and yeah when i looked at it i didn't it wasn't too far away from you know probably what was in my mind i mm. mean i haven't gone through that process and i actually thought actually you know it's it's not a bad it's not a bad so you uh, don't so you don't have in your mind now a this is roughly what my 15 looks like it's too early for you to have gone through yeah that, no, I look i don't go through that process i think you know that it's a matter of picking the squad and then um i don't want to be too prescriptive and in, in terms of that you know we'll, we'll pick a squad and then 
um, yeah, and we talked about you know like getting things right off the field, and yeah. one of the things in it, you know, the ch- the challenges, the tough games, and trying to get a, a team together for you know before the first test. But I will, one of the things I'll say to the players is that everyone who goes on tour will get a start in the first three games. Now, if you're a player and and you know you're going to start. What the, when one of the first three games, well, at least you feel feel like you've been in the shop window. At yeah. least you feel like, mm. hey, I've I've had a chance here. And then, and and that, and I think that's important, you know. And like it, you know, probably, probably if if you're being completely selfish or whatever, then you might start picking a a, a number one fifteen a little bit earlier than that. But then, like I said to you, you know, players want to feel a part of it. You know, yeah, they won't lose interest, will they? Yeah, you don't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you want to keep them on tour as long as possible. And and the last thing that I want to I want is you know guys going on tour feeling like they're just here holding bags and making up the numbers because you, you really want to feel a part of it and if, yeah. you, and if you feel like hey I started in one of the first three games and I, and I play well enough and the team performs well well I've got a chance and that's you know as an ex-player myself you know if I had that opportunity I think well fair enough you know at least at least at least I've been given you had a that. proper crack at yeah, it yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, one thing that interests me is I remember. Uh, talking to Gary Gold when he was the DOR at Bath and he, he just mentioned to me that that day he was meeting Stuart Lancaster who was England coach then and he said now Lanny doesn't want to pick this guy and this guy from the Bath team but he said you wait when he leaves here today he'll be picking them because he doesn't know them well, you know I'm going to sell them in effectively do you do you have any contact with the head coaches of the of the four home nations at the moment how much contact do you have if any and are, is there is it about them answering questions and giving feedback, or is there any of this selling in of their players as the best guys? Yeah, they haven't. Uh, you know, we've, when I've spent that day in with, um, I've spent a day in with Ireland at, at the moment. You know, I've spoken to Rob a few on a few occasions from a Welsh situation. Um, they haven't had any selling at the moment in terms of player. I mean, probably the only selling point was um, Joe Smith, you know, ringing me and saying, you know, about Andy Farrell and what a great job he's been doing with right. the, in the Irish yeah. setup. So. Um, in terms of the players, no, there's been no push. I think when we start getting a little bit close, you know, you know, we'll we'll have a, um, you know, just been letting them do the do their job in the Six Nations. Probably when the Six Nations finishes, is, is having that conversation about, you know, potential players that we are looking at, and is there anyone we've missed out on the list, or is anyone that they're going to push? And I think that's um, going to be important. Um, you know, there's three nations that are reasonably well represented. You know, unfortunately, we haven't got anyone from Scotland, so. You know, it's either ringing Vern or one of the mm. assistant coaches, mm. or maybe Gregor or something like that from a from a Scottish perspective, and and maybe even I spoke to Andy Irvine a couple of weeks ago. You know, just inviting um, you know someone from Scotland to come in on a, on a selection meeting. You know, mm. so that they you know there's there's at least a voice from Scotland that mm. you know someone's giving some input and, and and potentially pushing some of their players too. Now, Gas, I want to take you back to your time with Wales and being Welsh coach. Now, obviously. I played underneath you for for a few years while you guided and shaped us and nurtured us. Um, so you, you, you wouldn't tell the story about your fiftieth cap. You know? well, I'm going to ask you about that. In a minute. <laughs> it's my favourite. Um, but after a big win, and you sort of gave the call to the boys, right? You can go out. You can relax. You can have a couple of drinks. Who were you most worried about the next day? 
because we had the Fab Five, yeah, didn't we? Yeah, Fab Five, yeah, and the, the Ospreys boys, wasn't it? You so know, it was the, Shane, Shane, it was Hooky, it was Bernie, it was Mike Phillips, and it was also Gav, wasn't it? The Tans on those and, boys. And uh, JT was a... J- yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 They could go, there were only six of them. Sometimes there was only five of them involved. Yeah, Super six. Do you remember I had a little wrestle with him in Wexford before? That's right, yeah. 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 We pulled apart. All I'm saying is I came yeah. out on top. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's right, I forgot about that. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Who, you, who are you yeah. most worried about? Yeah. Um, yeah, Filzy was always a <laughs> yeah. bit of a thing, you know. What are they? What, what's the st- story about Filzy? You know, hopping on the plane and oh yeah. yeah and the hostess says, uh, "Sorry, um, excuse me, sir, are you business class or economy class?" And he, he turns around and says, "Love, I'm world class." <laughs> and he, but he meant it. Though. He did. He, he no, did. that wasn't a joke. No, he, I know. he absolutely meant it. The most confident person you've ever met in your life, you know that. Believed a hundred percent in his own ability, and sometimes you thought he was joking, but he never was. No, was he, he wasn't joking. He was no. serious about it. You know, he thought he was the best, and that was why, you know, when he when he did play well and he was at his best, he was such a competitor. I remember the '09 player. tour; he was incredible, wasn't he? he finished yeah. off the, the tour at centre, I think. At, yeah, he did. Yeah, at, at some stage, but yeah. um, you know, they were always. In those days, you know, we used to employ three security guards to go out with the. Um, oh really? Yeah, we used to employ them. To, we don't, you know that. The game is, you know, the last four or five years has definitely changed. You know, most of the players during campaigns wouldn't drink now, and no. maybe at, at the end of a campaign they'd have a few beers. So, um, you know, they, they don't really go out after games. You know, they might have a few beers in the hotel now, but very rarely go out after games. Sometimes, a couple of times, maybe in the autumn, once in the autumn they might go out, but, you know, in those times we used to employ security guards, and uh, I can remember having a debrief on a Sunday with one of the security guards after and said, you know, how was it last night? And he said, he said, oh my God, he said, these guys are in a league of their own. I said, what do you mean? He said, I've looked after the movie stars, I've looked after the, um, you know, musicians, I've looked after uh, footballers, looked after, you know, celebrity, other celebrities, but these guys are in a league of their own when they go into town. So I didn't have to ask too much. So Yeah, let's leave it there. Yeah. Let's leave it there. I, I want to talk about... Um, the day Shanks got his 50th cap, because the version I've heard, and I really hope it's true, is that you basically gave a talk to the lads at the hotel and you said, Shanks, uh, anyway, before the test match, Shanks, it's your uh, 50th cap. You know, he asked me first if I wanted to lead the team out, and I, of course I said yes, couldn't wait. Oh yeah, excellent. Then you said, you know, do you want to lead the team out? Yes, then it was, you know, when I was at Wasps and you were at Sarries, I didn't rate you, didn't rate you. But um, you're still here. Right, let's go on the bus. That's kind of, <laughs> of why. Well, I no, it was, a, it, was a, it was a bit more than... I just said to him, um, you know, to turn 50 caps and the player he had turned to, I just had a huge amount of respect in terms of what he achieved. But look, when he was at Saracens, <laughs> I, I, I didn't rate him at all, you know. Yeah. So, and amazingly, our times have changed because, you know, we used to... Uh, Spur, was, spurred me on, mate. Yeah, Scored a try yeah, as well, that you game. You did. You played brilliantly. Yeah, oh, yeah, look, you're, you were fantastic for us. And, uh, Stop it. You know... Um, <laughs> I'd say he's blushing, but yeah, he's just think, going more yeah, see-through. Yeah, you know, things, things have changed in terms of, you know, we used to use um, wasps, you know, Saracens used to be a sort of benchmark by how much we beat them by, by, you know, how, how well we were going in the season. Oh, so... Yeah. Things have turned around a little bit. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But I, I always thought, because um, I played with Shanks for a bit, and I always thought that his first few cats, people didn't know what was coming. He doesn't, wasn't a huge guy, especially up top, so he was a lot stronger than people thought. But I thought after 25, 30 caps, I thought I'd probably be about it, because there's not a lot else there. 
And I always think because he achieved 70 caps, it was either a great achievement or... 70 caps? Mad, isn't it? Thanks, or, mate. Or you, or you were sitting there as head coach thinking, watching all, watching all the games at the weekend, thinking, someone please stand out so we can drop he's think, this He's, <laughs> thinking, no he's thinking, right, Jamie Roberts is 15 now. Uh, three, three, three more years. Yeah, I, I, think, I, I think, you know, credit to you, Shane, because I think the best thing about you is that you've got... You know every little ounce out of you, and and you were looking to get better. How do I get better? You know how do I? You know we brought things in, we changed the way we defended, and you took that on board. And you know you were you were excellent. You know a number of intercepts and stuff, and got up. And so it was always about actually you know improving. It was a good example to other players about saying you know I'm going to I'm going to make the the absolute most of my ability here, and 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 looking to get better and and take things on board. And so you know that's why that's why. You know, you did improve from your that's, series that's, days. That's, that's ruined it. <laughs> no, it's basically what he's saying is I'm a hybrid. He's a hybrid. That, that has actually ruined the interview a bit for me. That I hoped it would finish on a negative. Yeah. Now, yeah. just just we talked a lot about you know what you've been up to now. We're not going to keep you much longer. But what would you do to relax now? Because you probably don't get that much downtime. Yeah. You went to box sets or anything like that. Uh, yeah, try and watch a, a little bit of TV and stuff, and just sit back and. There's not much relaxing time at the moment, you know. No. That's, that's the thing, you know. Some, you know, um, I remember someone saying to me, um, and it was, it was something I never thought about really, you know, in terms of. There's actually some times that you know when you're involved in sort of elite sport or elite something that you actually just need um, thinking time, hmm. you know, just time to yourself where you're actually thinking about things and different ideas and and you know your own time and I, and. And I'd never really thought about that as being important, you know. And so I, I, I try and take that on board. And um, you know, I'm always looking at uh, different ideas and, and different things. And uh, I, you know, I saw something the other day at a at a um, it, was a it was a Lions video session that someone showed me. It was a line out, and I, I thought, heck, that that, that was, was quite special. And I thought, was it Alex Dunbar's one. Yes, it might have been. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Did you have you seen that? Yeah, it's good, wasn't it? Well, I thought if, well, I'm going to keep that up my sleeve, and you yeah, know, you're going to catch people. Yeah, mm. you, you know, yeah. I don't know if, if it's legal or not, but I have to mm. be a little bit careful. I mean, it was a, um, you know, it was a little bit of a special, different line out that might catch someone out, but you know, so you might only get away with it once. Yeah, yeah. So you might only need to. Um, right, we ask all of our guests this when we have a guest. Have you got? If you had to give a book away as a Christmas present, or recommend one book. That you've read ever as your favourite, mm. what would you say? I don't know about a book I've read. A book I read uh, recently I found uh, pretty interesting it was a book called I Am Pilgrim. Oh, I just read it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. got it to read. I bet, uh, yeah. Um, and I, I found it, you know, obviously, you know, pretty current really in terms of, but it sort of gives you a bit of a different insight into different views on terrorism and, mm -hmm. and the way things, you know, so. Um, you know, I found that really, really interesting. You know, mm. and uh, you know, quite thought-provoking. So, you know, enjoyable book. Coincidentally, Brian O'Driscoll came on this pod a few weeks ago, and that was his best book by a mile. Right. And, yeah, right. And, he, and he said it. He feels it's the only book he's ever read that he feels as a whole in his life since he finished it. Oh, okay. Yeah, absolutely loved it. I, yeah, yeah no. I really enjoyed it as well. Yeah, mm. I'm not. Uh, I'm one of those guys who go away on holiday and I'll take a book with me and, I, and I'll read it sort of in three or four days and then I'm, I might not read another book for another six months. Yeah, yeah, you're, no. you're, you're a bloke, basically. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I d tend to enjoy that on, on holidays and stuff. But, mm. um, yeah, but uh, I did enjoy that. And here's, this is the final question. Who's the captain? 
well, actually, since you're asking, I know. I think I know who it is. No, do you do you know who your captain is yet? <laughs> no, I. You're don't. not going to tell us who it is. You don't no, know who it is yet. No, I don't. Um, and I've I, look. I think I think there's some um, some real quality contenders out there, and I think you know the media are you know, obsessed with with the captaincy, and uh, um, but I think you know I'll, the, the first thing is to pick the squad first, and. Yeah. And and then look at um, you know a potential captain and if he's looking at as a, as a captain, I mean the ideal captain is that if you're picking a test team, you'd like to think he's got a good chance of starting the test team, but he'll still have the conversation. Um, you know, look, his form needs to be good enough to be to be on on, mm. on tour because you've got to probably realise that whoever's captain, there's going to be two or three other players potentially in his position. You know, so and they look at it. You know. He gets announced as captain, and uh, you know potentially their, their heads may drop a little bit, thinking, "Oh, you know that means there's a mm. test place going in, in my position." So, um, and I think the conversation with them needs to be, "Look, if your form's better than that player on tour, uh, you know I have no problem in picking picking you over, you know who the, the tour captain and someone else will, um, you know, captain the test team." I mean, we're going to need other players on tour to, to do that job as well. Mm. You know, two or three other players are going to be be really important in terms of captain the side in other games and um, you know whoever it is it's going to be a massive honour and you know, it's always, it always is a huge honour but you know, I, it's not something that I um, um, you know focus too much on and um, you know I'll, and I'll wait to the very end and, and, and what I did last in 2013 and, and in fairness to Sam Warburton I mean I, I didn't speak to him until I think about the week before before I asked him because he was going into every press conference for yeah, every game he was playing at, at club, and they were, the, the first question was, you know, has Warren Gatlin spoken to you? Was he asked mm. him about Gatlin? And he kept saying, you know, no, he hasn't spoken to me because I hadn't because I, I don't want to put whoever that person is in, in a position where he's, you know, having to hide something or lie to the media. I don't think that's fair on him. So, you know, whoever the captain's going to be, you know, he's probably not going to know until as late as possible. But I think that's fair, fair on mm. him and, you know, without him having that sort of pressure. And, um, and uh, you know, it's... it's uh, but, he, you know, I'll be in trouble if he says no to me, so... Yeah, there is that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. back up. Yeah. Oh, I'll do, mate. Yeah. Anyway, it should, be, it should be Nathan Catherine Bath. Anyway, we all know that. Yeah. No more questions now, mate. Gats, thank you so much for taking your time out of your day. Cheers, lads. Um, it's been a pleasure and very insightful talking to you. And good luck. Thanks, Gats. All right, cheers, lads. That was Warren Gatlin. Yeah, he's just left the room. Now, we finished the interview. As far as you know, this is seamless, but the interview finished uh, 35 minutes ago. Minimum. Um, minimum, maybe 40 minutes ago, and we've been sitting around in this boardroom in Wales chatting, and it was very, very good value. He, yeah, he actually gave us a um, 34-man squad yes, done. and captain, so, which yeah, we done. know, and yeah. we may tweet out or may not. I don't know. Mm. Um, but you'll obviously have to review us first yeah. on iTunes. Yeah, if we get 850,000 reviews overnight, we'll tell you. But uh, it was, we're not, we're not doing that thing where it's say, hey, you know, we know something you don't know, and we had, we had a great time and you weren't here. But we thought the interview was gone, and he, because he's a man in demand and he's very busy, clearly he would just scarper. But we have been in here for ages chatting and... I'm actually quite surprised. He actually likes me, doesn't he? He actually likes you. It was it was very very good value that. Yeah. Was, I mean the the interview loved it. Really really good. So anyway, mate, um, 
What are your thoughts on this weekend? Well, I'm conscious this could be quite a long podcast after this, so we're going to do our best to keep this bit short. It won't be, mate. It won't be. So, first game Time up... that's code, because I want to go home soon. First okay, really game up, um, yeah. Scotland v Wales. Yeah, so... See, now, I see two teams off the back of a, a narrow defeat last week, both obviously going to be up for it, not just mm. because it's the Six Nations, but because they want to prove a point after losing narrowly. Um, Scotland, a few injuries. Greg Laidlaw's now out. Strauss is now out. Mm. This Welsh team, um, there's no injuries. Full bill of health. And I think they will take a lot from that defeat against England. Yeah, it wasn't the greatest um, results for Wales. They were in it all the way. But I think they're a stronger team. They've won nine on the bounce against Scotland. The last time they lost against Scotland in this competition was 2007. I was playing. Well done. Come off the bench. Big day. Yeah. Um, but Should I have started you, wouldn't be, Yeah, exactly. That's my point. But they'll be full of confidence psychologically. They'll know they can go to Murrayfield and perform well. I'm not saying they're going to win by 15, 20 points, but they've got enough in that team to win. Money on, if you had any. Scotland. Why? Well, I think Wales uh, might struggle to get themselves back to where they were emotionally in terms of arousal levels. Can I just remind you where you are? You're at the Welsh training base. Yeah, but I just saw the lads there's walking ca- there's around. There's cameras everywhere. This place is bugged like Big Brother, mate. You can't get away with anything. Yeah, but yet. I just saw the lads walking around like a pack of zombies, just staring at iPhones and their flip-flops and didn't Swip- really see them. But... Swiping to the right. Um, I'm, I'm going with a Scotland win, I'm going with an Ireland win and I'm going with an England win. There you go. How about that? Perfect. England, bonus point by half-time? Yeah, bonus point at least. I think they'll go for it for half time. But, I, but you... I'm going to be, I'm commentating on that game, so I'm going to be a lot more neutral. Brilliant, when I'm doing that. brilliant. I love your commentary, mate. Oh, a lot thanks, of people mate. love it. Oh, thanks, great, mate. Um, make sure if you are listening to Flats, you only tweet positive messages. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, yeah, tweet. Yeah, but I'm not going to check it. I'll check it for a couple of days afterwards. So, and you can yeah, tweet, tweet some abuse if you like. I won't see it. That was our incredibly informative. Yeah. Six Nations weekend do. chat. So, David Luke Flatman, can I call you that? No. Do you have any questions? Yeah, okay. loads. Go on, give Got us some. one um, from Sam Wise, I'll decide, on email. Hey, chaps, love the relatively informative podcast. I, I'm taking that as an insult. My question is, with your media work, other commitments and family, do you ever get the time at the weekend to go down the pub and just watch a game on TV with a pint? If not, is it something you miss? Tommy? Uh, yeah, I do, because I don't work as many weekends as you. I, you know, I'm in the media loads and loads, oh, God, so yeah. much, Too so much. much, but just not on TV. do so much sort of vlogs, media and radio. Tom Shanklin TV. Yeah, but no, I do, I do. I end up going down to watch Cardiff Blues fairly regularly with my mates, with the boys, sit back, relax. Don't end up watching that much of the rugby, just having a laugh. Yeah. Catching up when I can, clapping when there's tries, booing when there's penalties. Yeah, for winning, yeah. yeah I, what about I, you, mate? I don't, ever, I don't ever get to go to the pub and watch a game of rugby, and the truth is, um, I don't, it's not something I miss because I, I never did it. And I, li- I like a drink, like I like going out with my mates and oh, don't binge you? drinking UK style. Um, but I don't, I'm not a pop to the pub for three or four pints kind of bloke just because my dad never did it, I never did it. Um, and if I watch rugby, I like to watch rugby differently from some supporters maybe I'd rather watch it on so for example um, on Sunday at the AJ Bell at you know um, sale against Wasps I watched that in the media room 
just Mark Durden Smith and I sitting on our own in the media room watching on TV when there's a stadium outside because we get to see all the angles, we get quiet, we get replays. And it's not that we sit there taking notes and analysing everything, I suppose we do a little bit, but that is how I enjoy watching rugby. I prefer that. And going to the pub, to be honest, I'd rather sit and watch it on TV than inside a stadium because I get to see more. And I'd rather watch it in a stadium than a pub. A pub is about the last place I would ever want to watch a game of rugby that I, you know, about which I cared at all. Just because people recognise you so much from the, from, <laughs> from the great work you've done on ITV4. Yeah. Are you Bob Hoskins? And oh, God, he died, actually. That's really bad. The anyway. man will recognise your face, but all of a sudden they'll hear your voice. It's like yeah. Attenborough, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, got a question here from Dan Q. I'm not sure if you've answered this yet on Twitter or not. Just wondering who win a scrap between my two favourite rugby podcasts, Flats and Shanks and the Rugby Pod. Have we had that one before? We've had, I think we might have had that one, but Jim, I said the difficulty we've got is that presumably I get paired off with Jim. Yeah. Now, I probably, if it's a boxing match, I probably lose that because he's from Coventry and he's seven feet tall with really long arms, like an ape. But then he said to me, well, the issue he's got is that he's got sponge fists. OK. Um, so his hands might break slash do no damage at all. You're against Goody. Now, you're, you're freakishly strong, but Goody is really hard. People don't know that. But is he? Goes, he? Yeah, he's really hard. Really? Uh, yes. So, okay. It's it, it'd be, it'd be a great fight. So, what what I'm doing now is I'm carrying weapons in case it ever does kick off, so we can really, really hurt them and get it done quick. Can I just say I'm sorry to Jerry O'Donovan um, and someone else actually on Twitter because I said the Guard a film is a British film. It's not actually. It is in fact an Irish film. Okay. Um, what did you say? It was Irish and it's British. And Which one? Dara Kelly. I said it's British, but it's actually Irish. So. Okay. Sorry about that, lads. All right. Well, you will. No, I mean you're 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 a major dick for doing that. Well done mm. for apologising. Um, question here from Jamie Mills on email. What's your opinion, Shanks, on the dismissed? The, not a dismissal. He's written dismissal. It's not what he meant. The dismal numbers going to watch the regions in Wales and. How do they get those numbers up and kind of hope to survive without people coming through the gates? Well, I don't want to nose everyone off now, and I try and do this answer as fast as I can. IMO now. Yeah. Do you know what that stands for? Yeah. Yeah, well done. Um, is that the quality's not there on the field because a lot of our best quality is playing outside Wales. I firmly believe that if you want to play for Wales, the country, the national team, you should play in Wales and have a, a ruling similar to Australia where... You earn 40 or 50 caps playing in your country, playing for your country, and then, you have the, then you've got a choice of moving away. You've done your hard yards there. All the money that's been invested into you as a young player, as a young 20-year-old, you're getting the benefits in Wales. And mm. what's going to make the league better is having better players in the league. Mm. You know, you, if you get the likes of Lee Halfpenny back... Um, Jamie Roberts, Owen Williams, all these types of players, if you get them back playing, you know, more people are going to want to see them because they're big names. Mm. They, make the, they make the games better, they make the team better. Mm. And at the moment, like a quick example, really quick example, through no fault of his own at all, he made the 100% right decision because it was the only decision for him to make really is George North. You know, the money that was invested in him, mm. um, it'd be great to see the Scarlets now benefiting from that. It's not, it's Northampton. Mm. So... I think if you get these, if you put the law in place for these players, that they can go and play elsewhere. They can play in France and England and wherever, but they won't play for their national team. You know, it's a tough, tough decision. That mm. yeah, don't fall asleep, mate. <laughs>
Right, any more questions before we sign off? Yeah, um, this is Jerry O'Donovan on email. Um, I'm reliably informed that the Ulster rugby team has a Bible class for God-fearing members of the squad. Don't know if that's true or not, but great if it is. Um, which team from your past, your respective past, would be the least likely to have a Bible class and why? And <laughs> I, I always remember at Saracens, we... A good question, that. We had Yanni De Beer. He came oh, in for, like... yeah. He, he probably came in for half a season, didn't he? Yeah. Yanni De Beer, the ex-South um, African, number 10. Yeah. Came to Dropped Saracens. five goals against England in the quarter-final in 99. Yeah, England like. can take De Beer, was the headline. <laughs> we, um, but he had, like, no... Ligaments, so both his knees were really heavily strapped. Yeah, made a jelly. And yeah. he tried to set up a Bible class in the team room. And he wanted Gerald Arasa to go there. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure how well it worked, but... Sexual Arasa? Yeah. Big G. Sexual chocolate. Yeah. G-string. Yeah, I love look... G. We've, do we've done him on this no, podcast before. Tonight, right. You know you look good tonight, right? That was his chart line. But I remember being in a in Beer It. It was actually the trip when <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> this is not gonna sound funny, but at the time we're checking into our rooms in Beer It's and we all got a uh, given a room number you're in and you had to go and get your key from reception. They said Shanks Flats, you're in four one four. And they went to the reception and you were like, Yes, the key, please. And she's like, Yes, which room? And you said, Fur one fur. <laughs> Do you remember that? Yeah. For some reason that really got me that. But anyway, we we were doing something naughty in the room. There was like four or five of us in like dorms, weren't there? And we would I think we were on the phone and we were chatting to some look, we're not trying to glorify this. We were young blokes and we were on tour or whatever. So we were chatting to some naughty girl that one of the guys knew. And what we were doing was there were four or five of us passing the phone to each other. Pretend, all pretending, it wasn't a girl I knew, but say it was a girl I knew, everyone had to pretend to be me. So Shanks would get the phone and go, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Just out here in beer, it's training. Like, that, like that's how I talk. And Got then, my calves out. Yeah, and then someone else would be like, get the phone, who was South African and would like do an impression of me. And it was, we all had to try and pretend to be the same person. And it was genuinely hilarious. And um, Yanni, we walked out, I popped to the loo halfway through this call. I was laughing so much I needed a wee. And I walked out and Yanni was on his bottom bunk bed in the hallway where he was sleeping, covering his ears, reading the Bible. <laughs> it was just like, I just felt so bad. I was like, Yanni, I'm so sorry, mate. And he's like, guys, why do you do this? I was like, sorry, Yanni, we're sorry. We loved him, but it was, it was bad one, one last question now, because we do have to go. Um, Andrew Burton has put on Twitter, Saeli has been cited for the tackle on Beck. Why wasn't this picked up at the time? For those who didn't see it, it was Munster versus Ospreys. It was at the Liberty Stadium. Ashley Beck places the ball on the base of the corner flag for a try, goes to the TMO. The TMO says it's no try because the ball is based, it's been placed at the base of the corner flag, mm. which actually is a try now. Mm. It wasn't previously, it is now. But that's irrelevant because Ashley Beck's hand, other hand, was on the line as well. Mm. So it didn't make a difference. It wasn't a try. The, the touch, the TMO got the actual um, decision wrong in the mm. fact that it, it was a try, but his, his left hand was on on the touch, it wasn't right. But Saeli goes to tackle Beck with no arms. Mm. Tom Haberfield, the captain, is on at the ref to say, can you check the tackle, can you check the tackle? The ref doesn't check the tackle. It wouldn't have been a penalty try, but in my opinion, it certainly would be a yellow card. It's just poor officiating on my behalf. On your behalf, in your opinion? Yeah, both. Yeah. The, That's what I meant. Just to play devil's advocate, which is a cop-out way of saying I disagree with you. Just, yeah, it's a, another way of saying, in my opinion, yeah, I, I actually, I'm, I, it's not, I haven't seen it, so this is not my opinion. But what happens is when a referee TMOs everything, 
we complain. When a referee makes strong decisions that are correct, we say that's good because he's not TMOing everything. He or she is not TMOing everything. Now and again, a referee is going to absolutely feel they've got it right and make a strong decision, and they're going to have it wrong. And that is the point at which supporters of that team and that team only complain that the referees don't use a TMO when it's there. So this problem is going to go on forever. You will never get consistency from referees until it is entirely automated. Uh, I disagree, mate. I think if the referee had time to look at the, the video footage as well, um, Tom Haverfield's on at him about the tackle with no arms. It was play, pretty blatant. Um, but anyway, that's the world we live in. We're all... Entitled to our own opinion, mate. Yeah, and I mean, I'm. I just want to just, just, just for the record, let the record state that I am extremely angry about this. Okay, fine. Right. Well, there we are. I'm really pumped with our chat with Warren Gatland. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Absolutely loved it. What a top bloke. I didn't know him very well. I did. He was at that was dinner on Thursday night, and we had a beer, and he was really good company. I, you know, I just didn't know him really before then, and now today, I feel like you know we might move in together. It's great. No, uh, he was on great form. We just have to now save up for the next year to pay him. Yeah, uh, that's a joke. Well, he he did it because he loves me, um, basically, yeah. um, and respects me very highly. But you've you kind of he's got you his money's worth out of you, isn't he already? Yeah, no, we we gathered that. Yeah, you paid him in grand he, slams, he got, didn't you? Yeah. <laughs> Guilty. Stop it. <laughs> Shanks, by the way, said that in the car on the way over. I was like, do we have to pay Gat? Won't Gats want paying for this? And he's like, hey, I paid him in grand slams. Bellet. <laughs> 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 anyway, I hope you enjoyed it. Um, yeah. Make sure you contact us at, on Twitter at Flats and Shanks via email, which is contact at flatsandshanks.com on Facebook, Flats and Shanks. We forgot to take a photo of Warren Gatlin and us. Oh, shit. Shoot. Never mind. Shoot. Never mind. Never mind. Oh, that's so bad. All right. Lots of love, guys. Ta-da. Bye. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. 
No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.